talking, um, continuing our ongoing series on healthy relationships. And we are finishing that up today with, we were talking about family and today we're picking up with toxic family. <laughs> so we're going to start there. As you all know, this is Shawan. This is Azalea. This is Pasha's. Good morning, Queens. Um, Azalea, did you want to start off this morning? Yeah, Jim says we all kind of know the tragic event that just took place with Kobe Bryant and his daughter, um, as well as the other families aboard. Just wanted to take a few moments to have a few moments of silence. So if you guys could join us in a few moments of silence. All right. Um, just wanted to acknowledge that such a um, tragic story to kind of um, follow. It's impacted um, a lot of people in many different ways. I actually found a quote um, of Kobe who did, looks like with CBS, um, but I think it's pretty relevant to life in general. He said, have a good time. Life is too short to get bogged down and be discouraged. You have to keep moving. You have to keep going. Put one foot in front of the other smile and just keep on rolling so just wanted to start that acknowledgement wow thank you so much and um definitely it seems surreal but as you guys know I have my own like separate podcast and it's called Seymour Angels and I will be publishing something today where it just talks about grief basically how people grieve in different ways so Definitely, this is a tragic event. And for us to even dedicate a portion of our time is the least we could do. So thank you so much for that. Um, As we transition and move on, how do you define toxic family? Toxic family, the word toxic just sounds like it's, uh uh-uh, you know, (laughs) something you don't want to touch. So to me, I thought about toxic family as the family that makes me wish I was never born. Unfortunately, that's what came to mind. Um, The family members who take, 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 and never seem to give. Also, the family members who won't let you forget that one horrible experience that happened that one time. So it's basically any person standing in the way of me being great. What y'all think? I would agree. Um, When I think toxic, I think just pure negativity. Mm. So any type of family that, I mean, things are going so good. It could be so minor, but they can find the one negative thing out of that like great moment um, to drag Mm. you back down. So I just think it's also just a negative mindset and misery loves company. Hate to say it, but it's just that portion of the family that's like miserable with whatever choices they have made or whatever outcomes of their lives. And they're trying to be toxic and let it bleed onto you. Yeah. I would have to agree with everyone. I feel like with family, I mean, you're supposed to be working towards a common goal. And Mm -hmm. a lot of times with people, when they are toxic, they, their life (laughs) didn't go the way that they expected. So they putting that off on you and it's Mm kind of hard for them to work towards a common goal when they have, you know, that stench upon themselves. 
that they bleed and feed on, upon other people, I guess. Mm-mm-mm. Yes, we are definitely on the same page. Take, take, take. Mm, like yeah. you said, bleeding on the next individual. Like that's so, it's almost literal. Like, <laughs> like y'all said, the decisions they've made, other stuff, like keep that over there. That's how I feel. Yeah. Especially in 2020. So, how do you deal with toxic family? Like, do you remove yourself? Do you adapt? I mean, is the separation necessary? Well, for me, it for the question I kind of took literally, how do you deal with toxic family? I don't. <laughs> I choose to remove away, <laughs> stay away from the negativity altogether. That way, my mental health, the, the way my mental health is set up, I can't do it. You know, I can't go through any more drama with certain people. Um, how about you, Azale? How do you deal with it? I agree. I'm actually, I'm very non-confrontational to begin with. Um, Can't we all just get along? It's kind of my motto. (laughs) So (laughs) I am a removal type of person and Mm. I'm not going to front. I'm like nasty with it. When I say (laughs) removal, I mean like everything, communication, eye contact, your presence. It's just like you your mental health is like too important and your mental and emotional tie together and that's just too important to let somebody else take advantage of that because they can how you've worked so hard to get yourself to a point of peace they can trigger certain things that Mm -hmm. will make you have to redo the work all over again and Mm -hmm. I mean that's just very real and it's exhausting and if you've been there and kind of like took yourself out of a place where you're able to finally say, you know what, this isn't going to affect me anymore. Y'all know that takes work. So somebody to come back and just be like nitpicking, so to speak, or what was that? I think it was like a line in bad boys too, where he was like, you just like a net at a barbecue at the barbecue. Can you, yes, Yes, I can explain. So let me tell y'all, you know how you done. You know, got a good plate. You sitting down. You done said your grace. You're ready to go in. And it's just this gnat that also knows your plate is bomb. And they just keep, like, you know, trying to land on the one piece of food you're trying to eat. So now you're trying to get another plate to cover it up. This is the work you're doing. So now you're trying to get another plate to cover it up. Now you're trying to get a napkin. Now you're using your hand to move it. Like, all these things, when you've perfectly put your plate together you know we all got kids you don't already made all your kids plate and the funny thing is the net is not even over at your kids plate oh my God. it's on your plate <laughs> so oh goodness. that's how, do we how i would describe <laughs> going to house <laughs> exactly isolate yourself so you can eat your food in peace until somebody comes running asking you something that's going to trigger you to just leave the party in all general together. yeah exactly <laughs> Thank you for sharing that. Your illustration is perfection. You know, perfection (laughs) personified is what I would say. I would say protecting your peace. Like I have had numerous times. My mom was the the person that felt like everybody should get along. Everybody should always be together. Family is all you have. So we always had to be around. I wouldn't say necessarily toxic people, but I would say people who lost their way, I guess. Maybe it's the better way to describe it and don't know how to find it. So it was very difficult 
as I became older for me to separate myself from toxic people or family that I just didn't want to be around because of that, I guess, stigma. So I had to do some talking to Shawan and, you know, and actually, you know, help have her coach me to doing it. Because it would be numerous cookouts or baby showers, and I'd be like, Shawan, I just do not want to go. Uh-huh. I was like, yo, all they want is me to come so I can buy them a gift or mm. me to show my presence for that purpose. But then they talking mm-hmm. about me like a dog. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I think I'm better and all this other stuff. And I was like, I just don't want to be in that environment. But my sister... She's the same way, and so is my brother. So it was kind of like, okay, Pastors is the only one that don't want to go. You know what I'm saying? And now it makes it even look even worse. So like, I have to learn <laughs> to protect my peace. And if that's not going to bring bring me peace, then like you guys said, I had to learn that separating myself was not bad. Like I wasn't yes. who they who they thought I was just because I wanted to separate myself and like my family. I wanted to protect my peace and I don't want my children to feel like they have that same obligation, you know, oh. to be around people if yeah. it makes them uncomfortable. Yeah. Wow. I like that. And um, as each of y'all was talking, I was just typing a few more notes that I wanted to bring up because I think as Alay said, I'm I'm nasty with it. And I was like, nice. I think I'm nice. I'm nice, nasty. Somebody told me that before. And it's like, I'll handle them differently. You know what I'm saying? If I must go into their presence, they will notice a change. But also, um, I guess this is the social worker in me coming out, but um, I'm glad Patrick did mention the talks that we had because I brought up two things from that. First of all, you can't put your happiness in somebody else's hands. You know, if you say, okay, Mm -hmm. I'm going, but they better not say nothing stupid. You already know they're going to say something stupid. You know, don't don't base what's going to happen next offer if they do this because they're going to do that that thing that you are dreading the most and also when it comes to holidays family functions and gatherings um i i've had to say this to some people don't go like don't go if you feel that it's going to go horrible you have the option not to subject yourself to that and to literally not show up. So, yeah, I think um, that brings us to the next question. It was kind of attached to that one is, is there any backlash from your decision? Pashas, I know you said they're going to talk about me like a dog. They're going to talk either way, I feel. Yeah. But is we're not going to let them steal our joy. I wanted to know, do y'all face any backlash from the decisions that you make to kind of separate yourself from family at times? Is there any backlash from y'all that you see? Yeah, I, I would agree with what Pasha said. Like, then you're like, oh, they're going to talk about me. But like you said, they talk about you regardless. Mm-hmm. Um, the funny thing is, in the beginning, it used to bother me. And to be honest, I don't know why. Um, I guess because it is family and just like why they don't get it but then you have to take a step back and realize that the toxic people don't know they're toxic or that's how they operate so they're comfortable in chaos and then when you don't I don't know it's weird some people are just more comfortable in chaos than they are peace and then Mm -hmm. if it is peaceful I feel like they have to do something to stir up um fresh pot exactly (laughs) So in general, that is the backlash, just, you know, people talking and, you know, kind of labeling you the one as, oh, she thinks she's better than everybody. Mm-hmm. And I do, two snaps and a twist. 
Um, but yeah, that would that would be the only backlash I'd say. Okay. I would say to add to it, I I just think that people when you what is that quote? Is like when you know better, you do better. Mm-hmm. I feel like mm-hmm. they don't know any better. And like yeah. when you are True. in that stream of hopelessness for so long, and that you see in front of you is still a reflection of that. So case in point, um, so like a lot of my family, like I was telling y'all, they started having babies early. So mm-hmm. none of them got formal educations as far as graduating mm-hmm. from high school. And because of this, their generations that follow them aren't going to have too much of a pedestal or a goal. You know what I'm saying? For lack of a better term. Mm-hmm. So if this is what I see all around me, how can I aspire to do something different? You know what I'm saying? It's like yeah. an uphill battle. Or, you know, and it and it can be like all encompassing. It, it just takes so much out of them that they feel stuck. And because of that, when they see other people swimming upstream, it's kind of like, mm-hmm. oh, so she thinks she better. She can't live in the projects like we do. She was on food stamps too. So like, you know what I'm saying? So now she's too good mm-hmm. for food stamps. You know, it's kind of like, I don't feel Never as though. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And then it's not like I feel it, like it's meaningful mm-hmm. that they're that way. And, and, you know, for some people, but I feel like they don't know any other way. You know what right. I'm saying? And I right. refuse to allow myself to to allow you to put me in that box just because you have no goals. You know? Amen. And one thing, as you guys were talking again, I was typing, um, a lot of people do learn to function within the dysfunction of mm-hmm. that. Yes. But I say, no, like we're not doing that this year. Like we're not doing that. So you got to save yourself, jump off that ship before it sinks whatever you want to call it but um a lot of times we'll see those those particular family members that you just discussed and people are like oh that's that's just how they are and that don't make it right make it right and i think it's all to break that cycle you're not gonna talk to me crazy you're not gonna bring up all my uh shortcomings because you think it's entertainment tonight like if we're not doing that and, but you um, know it's funny because what Azalee said as far as her being nice nasty yes. I'm like the nasty one so like everybody just I separate myself because your face yeah I'm like everything <laughs> like you're gonna approach me and you're gonna be like oh she must not want to talk to me today, you know because I just don't I don't have that I have it at work I could be nice and nasty at work but with family I just feel like no nah, I done been through too much with y'all so if you're gonna get this heat you're gonna get it so mm-hmm. just stay away from me so that way we can all have a good time at this cookout you know so yes. other than that I'm gonna stay away from you you stay away from me and we got a mutual understanding that we just don't get along you know, that's what it's going to be. You know what I think is difficult sometimes, too, is I think sometimes, especially like with our older generation in our family, they still look at you as the little kid that they remember yes. raising. Mm-mm-mm. So now that you're this adult and have an opinion and kind of have like. As you were saying about the youngest person in the family, you want to pick up there. Yeah, so I was just saying that sometimes, um, like the older generation in your family, they still look at you kind of like as the little girl that, you know, they helped raise or 
used to come in contact with but it's like now you're an adult and like have your own family so sometimes I think that's where part of the I don't know I don't know if I want to say resentment but I don't know sometimes at least I can speak for myself I don't think sometimes my opinions and things are always respected or valued when Mm -hmm. I bring them up because they feel like well what does she know she don't have no experience blah 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 blah. but it's exactly yeah I do it may not be like segregation experience but um I have experience so I can only give it from my perspective and I think also too we're just in a totally different generation where a lot of the things we do they never would have thought of doing or they don't agree with yes I would agree Mm -hmm. I think that causes like conflict I feel like it's a disconnect because like you know with older generation they they see us as you know because they are maybe our aunts or maybe our uncles that they have they have a certain entitlement idea because of that yeah. So I was talking to somebody the other day and I was saying how like my aunts were young, you know what I'm saying? They were kids having kids and they were like on my level, you know what I'm saying? As mm-hmm. far as their maturity. So mm-hmm. as far as them thinking now that I'm supposed to respect them as an aunt when I don't think they did aunt things, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? So like now it's kind of like, okay, because I'm your aunt, you need to respect me. But they don't understand that with us, a lot of the times, respect is earned. It's not just automatically given. So I'm not mm-hmm. going to automatically respect you if you're not doing respectful situations. They have a things. hard time understanding that, though. Yeah. And I think That's it's because of that title. Yeah. It's yeah. the title. I'm your aunt, so you're supposed <laughs> to respect me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, they want the position and the everything that comes with that position, but it's like leading by example, that's an issue. But I know at being one of the youngest and a lot of times they just, the older family members just didn't want to accept anything um, that like that was coming out of my mouth basically. Mm-hmm. And, and I always used to think like, what gave them the power, the audacity, you know, to, like I said, keep going there year after year with the stuff that I was trying to forget uh, from that year. But yeah, to be able to just move on, to move on and not let toxic family draw you in one way or another, that's very important. So how- I think part of learning from that, sorry, Sean, but part of learning from that is just not being that way. So like, I look at my sister and, you know, our mom's not here, of course, we all know. And I'm like, I'm not super aunt, but I am what I feel as though aunt should have been. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like in in my my nieces, my niece and my nephew, like they are my joy. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? I see them coming in the house, and I'm just as excited. Yeah, as my my children are to see them, I'm just mm-hmm. as excited. You know, and to help with their growth. And it's kind of like I was telling my sister, like my kids call my sisters and brothers by their name, which I don't think they should, but they do. But Kaya <laughs> and Kaja, I'm Aunt Pasha's. And more than more than anything, I'm auntie. Like they don't even call me Aunt Passes. I'm auntie. And that's that's what it's gonna be, you know, because I want them to have that respect from the jump. Not saying they don't respect my siblings because they do, but I command that respect starting off and mm-hmm. I feel like I do auntie things. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> That's so cute. And I never thought about that um, at all. My grandma used to be like, you got to put a handle on people's names. You know, that meant Mr. and Mrs. versus just saying what you got to say, you know, using that first name. So I think it's important to hold on to that. That's a, a small bit of tradition there. Just auntie goes first. So I do like that. Um, I was going to transition to the next topic. Well, it's not really a, a, well, it's part of it. Family versus family. And I just wanted as a lay to define the family part for us, please. Okay. So I think of family as um, people that are not blood, but have kind of been through your life challenges with you. Um. <sighs> So where, like, you know, regular family may sit you down, give you advice, or, you know, step in to help you out with a certain situation. In turn, you just have friends that do that. Um, mm -hmm. Not everybody is connected to their family. Um, some people aren't family by blood, like adopted. Um, but you just reached a connection with other people that I would say, again, that are not blood, but have walked life with you from you know, the lowest of lowest to the high of highs. So that's what I consider family. Um, I don't know if you guys agree or want to add anything to that, but that's kind of my definition. <laughs> yes, I definitely agree. I was just making sure I was on the same page with that. And yeah, um, Tasha's and her family um, have been that for me. I, well, I guess when I first started doing the whole podcast thing, on Seymour Angels, I really, that was one of my first topics to cover was friend, my friends are basically my family. Like growing up, not having my mother and father, it feels like I always had to kind of uh, hold on, you know, to the good family that I found, you know, out here in the streets, you know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but true, it was like my friend Shayna, her mom became my mom, you know, she literally told me like, she adopted me. She said those words and it meant everything to me. But just literally, you know, when Ashes and them have Sunday dinner, like we were there. Me and my kids were there, you know, mm -hmm. a lot of the moments that they've had, like we, you know, on the ride home, I guess I didn't share this, but I used to literally cry on the ride home. Like, wow. Did, like, did y'all have a good time? And my kids was like, yeah, when, we, when are we doing it again? But it meant <laughs> so much. Like, we went to the park to play soccer. Like, just the tiny things that I don't know if I ever said thank you for, but they are my family. You didn't. You showed up. I showed up for the next one, though. I don't, I don't even want to hear that. Now um, that we're we? talking about it, we might not, we're gonna have to talk about this afterwards. No, I'm just <laughs> but I agree. I feel like it's funny because I, like I said in the first podcast, the sister, the sister. I never knew the importance of having friends because I had so much family. You know, the blood aspect of it like you said as a lay I had the blood part but I didn't necessarily have the outside version of it because that was my world like that was it that's mm -hmm. all I got to see was more so the the blood aspect of things but once I got my friends it was it was a different ball game I'm still kind of like in my own world too when it comes to family so it's kind of a a weird situation to be in but I'm learning more how important it is to have outside influences, you know, and outside friends and how important and influential that can be. Cause I mean, 
Like my girls have protected me and sheltered me from a lot of situations that could have went far left so quickly. You know what I'm saying? And just not understanding how much they love and appreciate me to do that and for us to do that for each other. It was just kind of mind boggling to me. You know what I'm saying? Because you don't really see that that often and especially in this generation they don't give a crap about anybody but themselves it seems like a majority of the time so Mm -hmm. to like sit back and say oh my gosh these friends have not allowed me to go home with no strange people (laughs) like (laughs) like I've never been in a position (laughs) that I thought I was gonna lose my life yeah take me back to those days (laughs) but it's just so funny when when you know you can look at friends and be like yo these people really care about me and that's kind of weird like I never really had that outside of my blood you know Amen. (laughs) I think family is important because it challenges your perspective and it opens your perspective up because you know with your family you're used to doing certain things a certain way that's how you were raised that's how Mm -hmm. traditions were established and some are good some are bad but then when you meet other people who have similar values but do things a different way, it kind of opened your mind to, I don't know, I guess different experiences where you're like, oh, yes. yeah, that's pretty neat, you know, yeah. something you may want to do or may not have thought of. Um, it's just all about, um, like you all mentioned before, being a well-rounded person. Um, not just, I just feel like you can't always get that from family. It's going to require meeting other people, socializing, um, experience. Mm-hmm. And I think family are one of the things the that thing do that. that. Do that. That is so true. And it makes you feel like you're not alone. Yeah, it's like yeah. sometimes with your family, they we all swim in the same pond. Mm-hmm. So like mm-hmm. a lot of the beliefs and and ways of life all come from the same general tree. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But when I met Azale and I could talk to her and I could be like, Azale, what do you think about this? And you're like, Pastors, I thought about that too. And then we're <laughs> no. just like, oh my God, you know? <laughs> And now we're all, you know, I'm getting a fresh new perspective. And then you'd be like, well, pastors, I never thought about it like this. Did you think about it like this? And it's kind of like, wow, okay, okay. I never thought about it like this, you know, and I would have never thought about it like this if I would have just relied on, you know, my family's background, because we all kind of, like I said, fish in the same pond. So kind of see things the same way, but it's always like, the best thing in the world to have someone to think outside of the box and you can understand it and not you know what I'm saying and Mm -hmm. it's coming out of love and that's that's the best thing about having friends outside of well family (laughs) for lack of better terms is you know they have your best interests as well that's so true like I just to stay sane um people who don't even know me like my whole background just embracing and supporting me so much it's like uh, heaven sent um do you guys is blood always thicker than water um Mm-mm. yeah I, uh, I heard that <laughs> i i said no blood is not thicker than water in my mind because blood can be vicious and selfish <laughs> that's mm-hmm. how i feel and i think you just touched on that so what y'all think i heard no already <laughs> No, I agree. I mean, even piggybacking off the family, like I've gotten backlash behind family where people are like, you know, you know, you do all of this with your friends or this, this and this. But, you know, if we need you here, or we need you to do this. And it's just like, I don't my mind doesn't think this person is not family. 
my mm-hmm. mind thinks this is someone I connect with. This is a friendship I value. If they need me to do something or need me to be there and I'm available to do it, I do it. I don't, uh, I don't know. I just, there's certain family members that have a tough time with me embracing people that aren't blood. They operate by blood as thicker than water. And I don't believe that. Like, give me a glass of water to drink because this blood I, is, need to be cleaned up. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny because like my i i'm not a social media person of course so like i don't have like facebook and (laughs) my family has like a group chat and my sister's like i just gotta get out i gotta get out of this group chat (laughs) like i don't know what's going on with these people but it's just funny to me because that's exactly how I see it as a lay. It was, it's just like that. Like for me, I would prefer to say as a lay, are you going to the funny bone this weekend versus me saying, Hey cousin, are you going to the funny bone this weekend? You know what I'm saying? Like it would be me asking you versus me, you know, reaching into my family, you know, to, to see what's up. Because I feel like, like you said, it's just some people have the mentality that blood's thicker than water, but when they realize how much blood has hurt, versus how much the water hasn't hurt and water is healing. You know what I'm saying? Then mm-hmm. they will understand where you're coming from. So yeah, I'm I'm with you hundred percent on that. Wow. I really like that. Um the my family represents healing and I know we uh, we're overdue for one of those uh moments where it's like a waiting to exhale moment. I think we talked about that uh off air <laughs> not too long ago. Like I'm trying to create one of those moments this year. Not not so much exhaling with sadness, but just like I haven't seen my friends, my true friends in a while since I um, moved to Atlanta. So it's definitely time for me to come back home, you know, and just soak up this, breathe the same air as my family. So I can't lay wait. hands on you. I want to lay hands on you. Yeah, you're going to make me I'm okay. But yeah, that's like, it's so important. I was saying my life depends on it this year. And I totally mean that. So yeah, as we wrap this up, like the food for thought, um, I always try to take little notes and I, I shared most of my notes along the way, but when it comes to toxic family, like, uh, the choice is yours. If you want to stay stuck in that toxicity, or if you want to breathe and drink some fresh water, clean air, all that, it's the choice is yours. You don't have to subject yourself to that, especially if you've, you're an adult, you've grown up and you can make the decision to not associate with the people that bring you down or bring out the worst in you. So the choice is yours. And I just hope that everybody chooses in 2020 to be happy. Like, uh, you know, time is short and limited as we discussed at the beginning. So Make the right decision and keep your happiness number one in your own mind. I agree. Um, it's just all about peace. Like you hit the nail on the head. I think that's the saying. Um, mm-hmm. Like be peaceful. Um, don't let life's too short to be stressed out. Um, if people are bringing you down or causing you to, again, rework where you've kind of have yourself mentally you started to renew your mind then let it go um family sometimes just allows you to cut up a different way to escape the realities of life um so embrace those that are actually there for you um and enjoy the ride all right
I would say y'all hit nails on the head. Uh, protect your peace at all costs. That's all I can say. Yes, ma'am. Well, we, as usual, we definitely thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. And you can uh, also leave comments. There is a way for you to do that within the app. If there's something that you guys want to hear further, you want us to elaborate on a little more, or if we haven't even touched that subject yet, just let us know. Thank you for tuning in. And until next time, we love y'all. Bye, y'all. Thank you.